we're holding by the final Mishnah of the first parak. The world runs on three things. Aradin, on judgment, justice. Aradin, on truth, and on peace. Shalemari brings the Pasuk, Emes, Umishpat, Mishpat, Zatin, and Shalom, Shifta, Bisharechem. So it's true the Pasuk combines these three things. Where does he see that these are the three things which cause the world to run? And the other question, which is a very famous question, and that is, we already saw at the very beginning of the parak, the mission of Shemir Tzadik. The mission of Shemir Tzadik said, there are three things the world stands on. The three pillars on which the world stands are Tarek, Aveda, and Glorious Chasadim. So what's the difference between what Shemir Tzadik is talking about at the beginning of the parak and what Shemir Ben Gamaliel is talking about over here? So let's see what the Maral has to say. The Maral says, in this explanation, why gives these are the things which the world is kind, but the things the world runs on? The three that it brings at the beginning of the parak on the three that it says here. So he explains. To explain our Mishnah, there are a number of elements to the human being which Hashem created. I'll read first what he says and try to explain it afterwards. One is a person's intelligence, which is an acquisition of a person. The Gemara says, and a zakin is a person who has acquired wisdom. Zekona is zakin. So you see there's a certain acquisition of wisdom. A person himself is the second level. And the third, the possessions that a person owns. What this means is a, a concept of here, the us in other places too. And that is one of the points which is unique about a human being. Unparalleled both in the world of the angels and in the world of the animals. And that is that a person can have ownership. Really, the idea of owning something applies to Hashem. Akkadish Farakhu is the Koenei Hakol, the one who's acquired everything, the one who everything belongs to. There's a Koenei Shemayim Vahoritz as well. And everything belongs to him. The idea of something else having things which it owns, something else having ownership, doesn't exist in the animal world. An animal can't own something. An animal could eat the food it needs to eat, drink the water it needs to drink, but it can't own possessions, even halachically. The Gemara talks about a person who left his estate to his donkey, and the donkey can't acquire, because there's no concept of a donkey owning something. Similarly, a malach, as great as a malach is, a malach doesn't own anything. A malach is there to fulfill what Kodesh Baruch wants, and as a loyal, so to speak, a missionary of Hashem, it runs to do Hashem's bidding, but doesn't have an identity of its own. A malach doesn't have a home, he doesn't have a house, he doesn't have a bank account, 
There's no concept of a malach owning something. The only entity, other than Hashem himself, obviously, but the only thing which Hashem gave the, the option and the ability to own something is a human being. He gave the world to people, and to give the world to people means that now people can own things in this world. That's one way, in the physical sense, that a person can own something. His money, what belongs to him, so it might be something separate to his person, something inanimate or it's even property, but there's a connection to the person because he's the one who owns it. And the Torah makes for that connection. And there's the ability to have things which belong to you. That's the one area where a person can own something. The other option of how a person can own something is on the level of being koine chachma. The wisdom a person acquires is also owned by them. It becomes theirs. Not just what they know, but also what they can use the tools Hashem has given them to develop more knowledge. So that becomes theirs. That's a level of knowledge which belongs to you. Always been the pasuk in Tehillim, "Ki b'tayras Hashem chavtsay, u'b'tayrasay yagiyam v'leila." His desire was not the Torah of Hashem, and he what he what he works on, what he applies himself to, becomes Torah his Torah. And Rava in the Gemara points this out. He says the beginning started off being called Torah Hashem, and it ends up being called his Torah because if a person tells in Torah, the Torah becomes his. Well, if that's the case, and there's a level of ownership in Chachmah as well. And the more that a person acquires, the more he owns. So there are two different dimensions where a person can exercise ownership. The one is in the realm of a person's knowledge. And the knowledge that a person gains, even if the source is in the Torah, but the way that a person gains it, understands it, makes it his. And the other one is in the world that Hashem created for people, so the shaykh of people to own things, it becomes theirs. And this idea of ownership is more than just the right of use. Animals can also use things in the world. If I own something, I can let you use it. There's a certain distinction, which is ownership gives me that is more than just what I can use. And if that's the case, where Hashem gave us this world, wasn't just the ability to use it. Rather, it is knit and the person can own it. And that's why being is these are things which a person can acquire. So it can also happen that a person is missing one of them. He doesn't have it. Whether it's in money or it's in seichel. And therefore, and that's why there needs to be pillars which enable a person, so to speak, to acquire either this world or Chachma, and they enable a person to hold on to what they acquire. And that's why the world which Amish says Kaim, the world which runs on these three pillars, is because that's what enables a person to hold on to what belongs to him. To exercise a Kenyan and to maintain a Kenyan in this world. So I explain them one by one. 
the first one. Well, What's the matter of the MS? If there's going to be an increase of Shekhar in the world, what Shekhar causes is it completely destroys the person's Seichel. And if that's the case, the, 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 the Seichel doesn't acquire anything. Hashem created people's intelligence. It's one of the fields which Hashem lets a person acquire, which is the field of wisdom. Hashem lets a person acquire wisdom. But in order to do that, a person needs a person needs the mid of MS. Why? Because if wisdom is real wisdom, it's based on factors which are true, uh, it's based on an accurate understanding of cause and effect is based on showing something which proves the result and then a person can know something can develop the circle but it's based on the basis of MS whereas if a person just conjectures and thinks how things should be even if because of their assumptions they're going to come with all kinds of conclusions it's not real circle because since it's based on something which could be proven to be a shaker so then the whole edifice comes crashing down and that's why the maila of a person who can acquire wisdom is if the wisdom is real wisdom. And for that to be the case, the factors on which it's based and the steps with which one develops it are all famous, all correct. Just like if a person tried to do a mathematical calculation and would make a mistake adding the numbers, the result would be wrong, but it means there's no acquisition a new chachma that the person's acquired it's a mistake or a person wants to make a certain thing work a certain certain idea out and he's basing himself on facts which are wrong so then the result's going to be wrong too and that's why the tool which a person needs in order to expand his knowledge base is MS because what's MS is correct I can build on it and based on the MS, then I can develop more, more things. Which, if, if they also MS, then a person is laying layer by layer of the foundation of his Chachma. Whereas Baraga is a, something which is laid, which is based on a mistake, based on a, a, a feeling a person had, based on which isn't MS. So then there's no, that's what destroys any future building of MS. Because any results, any outcomes, any decisions a person makes, based on that wrong fact, is going to be wrong too. And that's why the importance of being able to understand the MS and attach to the MS is really the importance that a person has to be in Kone Chochm, which is real Chochm. And the second of the pillars is the Din. That's what a person acquires in this world. Whatever Hashem gave a person is out of the whole world. Hashem apportions it between all the people. And each person, Hashem decides how much to give them, and that's what He gives to them. And it's not appropriate for a person to take what's meant for somebody else. That's somebody else's. What's, what's left for a person to take is what Hashem meant for him. We may then and if there will be no concept of den of justice, 
then that would destroy the ability of people to own things. Now, on the simple level, before what the Raman was going to say, if there's no law and order, people just steal. Like they did in the time of the Mabu. And if people are stealing, then ownership means nothing. Because there's no value to owning something if I have no way of holding on to it. The people are going to steal it from me. They're going to take it away from me unlawfully. And therefore, the ability to be kind of something, the ability to own something which really works as ownership, which really is something which belongs to me, is if there's going to be a justice system which upholds ownership rights and therefore will protect me, make sure I keep what I have. So that's the one matter of the din in maintaining what a person owns. But it also works to clarify what a person owns. Why? Because others, if there wasn't a din, you have a beautiful it's not correct. It was meant for one person to go to somebody else. And now this isn't necessarily because of Shekhar, because people are lying. But that was an enemy It's not because it's necessarily an argument that each party disagrees with the other and they're fighting and one of them is telling the truth and one's not. There could be a case which both parties don't know what happened. And each one comes saying, I don't know what the deal is, what should I do? An example of the case is the case of the Gemara of Metziah. We have two people, one owns a donkey, one owns a cow. And they agree between them to switch the donkey for the cow. And what happened is, they weren't in the place where the donkey and the cow were. And later on they found that the cow had given birth to a calf, but we don't know what stage it was. Was the calf born before the exchange took place? In which case the calf belongs to the person who first owned the cow? And we said the calf was only born after the exchange took place, in which case the calf will belong to the present owner of the cow. Now asking the two people what did they think happened isn't going to help because they don't know either. They weren't there. And they're coming to ask what to do in a case where they don't have an opinion because they weren't there to witness the facts. So here we have an example of there has to be a concept of din which determines who it belongs to um, because otherwise neither of, them, neither of them would know what to do. Same thing whenever there's an argument about money and no one's trying to lie, each one sees things from their point of view. And each one thinks from his point of view he's right. And that's why we need the judge who's impartial to make a decision what's really right. Because the point of the den is to make sure everybody gets what they're meant to get to be mainly to step everyone up on their portion and to maintain that. So that's a way of determining what every person is meant to get and also becomes the way of ensuring that no one takes away what doesn't belong to them. And because of that, then Kenyan has a value. Then what a person acquires belongs to them and they can consider it to be theirs and will be upheld in the, by the law, so to speak. So that's the case. Then you've created a key for the second element that Hashem created in people that is the ability to acquire in the physical sense. And that he explains the Gemara in Shabbos. Even it keeps the Gemara in Shabbos. It's called Dayan. Shadon Din Emes Namitai. I finish Shachas Nasi Shutaf. Nakadish Baruch Hu Precious. Any judge who upholds justice fairly, and knows the Gemara, he's Don Din Emes Namitai, which means he's judges, the Emes of the Emes. So then that's the part of the Shem in the world. Hashem created the world. He determined who's meant to get what. And now he needs people to enforce that and make sure what he wanted to happen is what's going to happen. And the judge who enforces the, the psaq 
is like Hashem's partner is ensuring that the way He wanted the world to be is the way that it's going to be. Now what's the idea of doing MS Lamitai? So he says, Ki Hashem is Hashem created the world, he decided what each person is meant to get, and that's what he enables each person to have. If each person is going to get judged fairly, what they're going to get given is what Hashem wanted them to have when he created them. And the Dayan makes everybody, so to speak, able to get what Hashem wants them to get and keeps everybody with what, the, what they're meant to have and nothing else. And that's why the Din is a Shutaf of the Dayan, is a Shutaf, is a partner with Hashem in the creation because he's enabling, the, so to speak, what Hashem wants in the creation to take effect. What's the idea of Din Emes Lamita? What's Emes and what's Lamita? So Tosus explains. Emes means that I'm not lying. Based on the facts which are presented to me, this is the case, this is the Emes, this is the, the verdict, this is the Psak. And if a judge judges the Din Shekhar, which means he's willfully distorting the Psak. That's to be terrible. Din Emes means based on the fact that you gave me, so then this is the Halakhu that it's meant to be. And there might be Emes, but it's not Lamita. What's Lamita? It says, it's Lafuki Din Merume. Which means, if I happen to feel, get the feeling that the witnesses or even the litigants are, are, are lying to me. So based on what they said, I can pass in the case. But I, I don't feel that's the MS. Because I feel that the, the, the case or the way they presented the case isn't true. It's not what happened. And therefore, just to, you know, to look at the, the facts, so to speak, as they are and determine the case, isn't necessarily doing the correct thing. It's not judging MS Lamita. It's more than when I feel that there's something inherently dishonest about what's being said, so then we made it, then the sense of Amitta means I'm not prepared to issue a ruling which I feel is causing an injustice. And therefore, even if I can blame the witnesses or can blame the litigants for telling me the, uh, the, the, emphasizing the wrong thing, lying to me, whatever it's going to be, there's not a reason to pass on based on that. The psaka is to be based on what I think is right. And if I get the feeling that it's wrong, I can't pass on it. Based on the claims which Isai put forward, this is what Allah is going to be. But I know it's not correct because I tell him it's race, but the, the arguments themselves, there's something wrong with them. And I feel that they're not telling the truth. And if that's the case, that's called a Demirame, which means even if I had Paskin based on what I was told, and based on what I was told, this is the right sack, but since I'm allowing an outcome which isn't the way it's meant to be, that would be also also. Because the result is going to be that the person who doesn't deserve is going to get it. Because I'm doing what Hashem didn't want to do. What's Hashem going to have to do? What the Gemara says. That if a judge issues a wrong verdict, is in the words of the Gemara, so to speak, being matriach Hashem to take the money back from the one he awarded it to wrongly and turn it to the one it belonged to. And it sets the world back the way it's meant to be. So the Dayan is meant to be assisting with that and creating the framework of for people to resolve issues and to share and get what they're meant to get. But the, the problem is that if it's, if it's wrong, then it has to be, it's not going to be the world the way it's meant to be, then it's enabling people to do the wrong thing.
never rack kasha din emes. Only when the din is the way it's meant to be with emes, the odds are dying mammy is called echad the moment the sheroid. And then the judge gives each person what they meant to get, what she wants them to have. That's the second point of the din, that the world stands in the din, which means that HaKadosh Baruch wants there to be an Hanhaga of what a person gets is this, and that's the concept of the din. The third opinion, the, opinion, uh, the third fact is the fifth fact of the Shalom, that the world rests on Shalom as well. Why? So this doesn't refer to a person's acquisition of and doesn't refer to a person's acquisition of property, it refers to the person himself. We said beforehand. People argue with each other because each one wants to be more prominent, have more authority, be able to do more, be in the front. And so people object. That's a suggestion really makes for arguments. Each one wants to be the one who's considered looked up to. And if you go I mean, I learned the world stands in Shalom. And he says that a person, the way a person makes for the concept of Shalom, which connects people to each other, rather than sitting them against each other, because a normal situation would be, and different people have different wants, different interests, different direction. So the normal, the normal would be that there would be fights between people. And the ability not to fight explains and so the, the element which fixes up the other himself is Shalom that is explanation because we understand that a person can be kind of something and we understand why MS was the middle of a Kenyan of Tahas that's the means through which a person is going to die. We understand that chala, that din is the means through which a person is valued to what he owns, that it becomes his. What's the matter of shalom in the fact that when he calls connected to other matzma? What does it mean by that? So it says, The point of shalom is it causes, it prevents a case of people coming into arguments with each other. But that was the Shalem Yitzhala moment. Like we said, that's not, not the argument about money, but the arguments between people. And sometimes arguments are money based, but sometimes the person doesn't like the other person. And because of that, it's going to bring to an argument with the other person. So therefore, the middle of Shalem prevents it happening. And this doesn't explain the point. Because how does it explain what's the Olam Atzmai as opposed to the two Kinyanim that you referred to before? So let's see how the Maran explains the third Kenyan, which he talks about, Kenegad, what he calls Olam Atzma, we still have to explain why that is Shalom. So he says that Shalom is Shaykh al Adam Atzma. Because, when people get involved in Makhlaikas, why? What a person wants to be himself and is impeded and is interfered with being what he wants to be himself by other people. 
And therefore, by definition, people come into confrontation with each other when they're together. Each person then becomes a reason which is against the other person. If I want to have a certain job and someone else has it, then he becomes a reason I don't. If I want to get somewhere and the other person is preventing me, he becomes a reason I can't. And then when people are put set up in such a way that they're opposing each other, each one becomes the, the so to speak, the factor which blocks the other person achieving what they want to achieve. When a that's why when you say that the world stands in Shalom, it means It's something which will prevent arguments between people themselves. And it's not talking about money cases. When it comes to money cases, so then a dying can decide who's right and who's wrong. But deciding who's right and who's wrong isn't going to make Shalom between people. And that's why we need a third element, which is the element of Shalom. And that's why he says, There are three ways of splitting what's in the world. And then there's these three principles which enable things to run the way they're meant to. The person's intelligence. It's not the person himself, it's something he has to acquire. And we talk about something a person has to acquire. And therefore, it's not intrinsically a part of him. Something he has to acquire. Same thing. What a person acquires is not automatically his. He has to acquire money. So we understand the din. And why that's the way to acquire money. Or to make sure that the money a person has is really his. We understand the MS. Or oh, that's the feature which verifies, so to speak, what the person's, what the person knows, what a person understands. And what we need to just explain a little bit more is the concept of the shana, and why that's something which the morale calls is connected to Adam Atzmi, the person himself. What does it mean? In what way is, uh, is that a third factor? Is what a person can acquire? There's what a person in Seichel, what a person can acquire in the physical world, and the person himself. What is that? So really, it's not an acquisition in the sense that it's something a person doesn't have and has to get. A person starts off without Seichel, like we just saw, and he has to acquire Seichel. A person doesn't start off without owning anything physical, and he has to acquire physical things. But there's a third element what a person has, and that's what we call the Adam Atzmai, which is also his. And just like we saw that there's something unique about people, that Hashem gives them the ability to own something, it's not just things which are external to the person that he has to acquire. Really, there's a concept of a person owns himself. A person owns himself, that's also a form of acquisition. Adam Atzmai. Except that's not something which a person later on has to go go out to acquire. It's something which automatically, if he's not just avid, so he's a bailim on himself. In fact, the Gemara even talks about the avodim, uh, when where there were avodim, and the, their owner dies, and there's now no yerush who's going to inherit them. Can somebody else take them, or do they automatically be coined themselves? 
there's this idea of a person has a certain sense of ownership, so to speak, bailus over himself. That's what we call the bailus of Adam Atzmi. Now, what's the means which enables a person to coin it himself? Just like we spoke about MS as being the means to be coined in wisdom, the seichel, and we spoke about the din as the way to keep ownership over one's possessions. So what's the middah which gives the person, the, the, so to speak, the ability of the kinyan on themselves? This is the Chiddush of the Mara. And it says that's what's called Sharon. Because what would interfere with my ownership over myself? What would interfere with that is the fact that there's other people who also has, have have that same level of, so to speak, shlitzer, ownership, bias over themselves. And what one person wants to do interferes with what the other person wants to do. How does my ownership over myself express itself? It's expressed itself in that as a ben and I can choose what I want to do. But if, if somebody else is preventing me doing that, so then it limits, so to speak, the ability of what I can do myself. It is now somebody else who's stopping me doing what I want to do. And it's not a question of din. It's not a question of like who does the money belong to. Because here really a person's allowed to do something else. Do what they want to do. And if what every person is going to do something to interfere with what someone else wants to do. You can't say al halacha that they're doing something wrong. I have rights to do things. Even if it's somebody else would want to do the same thing. Over here, the meta which enables people to have that bonus of, of being able to, the choice to do what they want to do, so to speak, the shlita over themselves, is the meta of shalom. And the meta of shalom, you have to explain more, but the basic idea is that if everyone takes into account that I, want, I don't want to do something which will interfere with somebody else, so then if that's the case, no one's using their rights of action or their rights of independence to do something which is going to harm someone else, that's what we call shalom, then everybody has that, that bias, so to speak, to choose what they want to do in a way where other people aren't stopping them. Now that's something which needs to come from the people themselves, because like we said before, al-piyad din, you, can't, you don't have a claim against somebody. You can't stop them doing what they want to do if what they're doing is what they're allowed to do. But if there's a middah of shalom, and that is that each person takes into consideration that what I do shouldn't interfere with anybody else, and then that, and everybody is going to, so to speak, enable the other person also to do what they want to do. Everyone has the freedom to make their own decisions without someone else's decisions impeding on that. That's what we call the the middle of shalom. The middle of shalom. It's when everybody allows the, a place for everybody else. It's not enforceable by then. But it's enforceable by the middah. And when everyone has that middah, then it gives everybody that bias that a person is meant to have to do, like the freedom to do as a ben Khurin, what he wants to do. No one else interferes with, with each, other, each other person's, uh, so to speak, abilities of what, the, what they're able to achieve, what they're able to do. And then that creates the setup of Shalom. Those are the three things the Ma'al talks about. The MS, the Din, and the Shalom, which preserve the three kinds of values that a person has. And why, why is the Olam Oymin on that? Because being as Hashem created a person with that uniqueness, that he's able to, so to speak, be a value over himself, he's able to be Koine Seichel, 
is either to be kind of uh, possessions. So then, in order to enable a person to fulfill and to actualize those kaychas Hashem gave him, there have to be these mitzvahs prevalent in the world. There has to be the emes, which enables people to uh, to understand of yisaychel. There has to be the shalom, which enables people to to achieve what they want to achieve individually. And there has to be the din, which is there to protect everybody's kingdom.